Hey, it's Bernie Goldbach, and on the Pen and Pixel Create account, I have some very interesting creatives, a series of them, who are going to tell a story about furries, furry animals, at flight level 400. You hear an interesting story, and I hope you hang on and let this thing go from one segment to another here at Anchor FM forward slash Pen and Pixel. Stay tuned. This is pretty exciting. I'm with Kate. She's looking at fur, fire, fur and flurry, fur and fury at 40,000 feet. What happens? When Marilyn Jackson arrived at his row on the Delta flight from Atlanta to San Diego in June, the middle seat was already occupied by a man with a sizable dog in his lap. Jackson squeezed by the... He squeezed <laughs> by this guy, right? <laughs> to the window seat, and the Labrador mix lunged at his face. The attack lasted about 30 seconds, according to Jackson's attorney, and left him with facial wounds that required 28 stitches and scars, all are still visible today. Imagine you're in a plane, and a dog leaps across and licks you. Emer, what happened? Um, the mauling, which Delta said was inflicted by a canine identified as an emotional support animal, was among the thousands of incidents that just pushed the nation's largest airline to tighten rules for passengers flying with service or comfort animals. In announcing the changes Friday, Delta said it flew 250,000 animals in those categories last year, up 150% from 2015, while incidents such as biting or defecating had nearly doubled since 2016. All this aboard aircraft, where you can now see a nice happy furry defecating in the aisle as you head down the back to find the toilet of your choosing. Uh, come on. But there's more. Uh, Delta emphasized safety concerns in detailing the increased documentation owners that will be required to provide about their animals, but its action also was spurred by a widespread perception among airlines and disability rights advocates that some flyers are fraudulently taking advantage of federal law to bring untrained pets by myriad species into crowd cabins. Though the Americans with Disabilities Act defines service animals as trained dogs or miniature horses, airlines are bound by the more liberal Air Carrier Access Act of 1986, which allows free travel for any animal that is trained to assist a person with a disability or that provides emotional support. Airlines can require passengers with creatures in the second category to produce a letter from a physician or mental health professional, but the documents are easily forged or obtained from websites that provide cursory questionnaire-style exams. Uh, the results airlines offic or officials complain has been a spurge of poorly trained animals that has turned some flights into airborne menageries, with dogs blocking uh, beverage carts, cats urinating on seats, and ducks wandering the aisles. All this is exciting on board aircraft with fur and furries at flight level 400, but there's more. And when you see the zero it's created a real issue on our planes, said Tony Garland, a spokesman for the Association of Flight Attendants, which applauded Delta's changes. Garland said one new member was asked to administer oxygen to a dog that, according to its owner, was having anxiety mid-flight. Others have been bitten. The aircraft cabin is a unique space, and we need to rec recognise the limitations that exist when you're flying in the air in a metal tube. Uh, other airlines have not released their own figures and the Department of Transportation says it does not collect data on service and support animals on US flights. 
that the agency's reports on disability-related complaints show that those involving service animals nearly quadrupled between 2012 and 2016, when more than 2,300 were filed. Scrutiny of service animals is sharpening on the ground. 19 states have now, have, ha, now have laws that criminalise passing off pets as service animals. Airlines have pushed for new, new federal rules to reduce fraud, and a transportation agency plans to begin taking comments on proposed regulations in July 2017. <coughs> but the outcry is not limited to airline officials. People with allergies to pet dander, who are also protected under federal disability laws, often think that their concerns are trumped by those of passengers with animals, said Sanaz Eftekhari of the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America, which has started collecting stories from its members. And service animal groups say that an increase in what are clearly pets on planes has led to heightened scrutiny of working animals and even endangered some. Jillian Lynch, 86, is blind and flies regularly with her guide dog between Washington, France and her main residence in Florida. She said she always requests a window seat so that Stella's tail does not stretch into the aisle. The 54-pound dog always wears a harness and sits quietly at the owner's feet. On a recent flight, Lynn said a woman sat next to her in the middle seat and plopped a small barking dog onto the tray table. The woman said it was an emotional support animal and suggested that the two dogs could play together. Lynn was aghast. I'm trying to explain that unfortunately my dog would love to play, but they're trained not to because this is work. She said the, the woman was moved across the aisle and an apologetic flight attendant wiped down the tray. The little dog barked on and off throughout the flight. My dog knows she must never, ever bark when she's in a harness, Lynn added. In 2016, the Transportation Department convened a panel of dis disability advocates and airline industry officials to propose new regulations on service animals, as well as on two disability-related issues relating to plane restrooms and in-flight entertainment. Several participants said they expected the animal topic to be the easiest to negotiate, but it was only one on which the committee failed to reach consensus after nearly seven months. Published documents show disagreement on many details. The airlines were hoping to align practices with the ADA by limiting permitted species. Some disability advocate, advocates suggested defining emotional support animals as only dogs and cats. Others wanted to allow rabbits and household birds. Service animal organisations wanted the department to recognise psychiatric service animals, typically dogs which can be trained to perform tasks, such as turning on lights for individuals with post-traumatic post stress disorder, as working animals that don't require a medical letter. Several participants backed tougher questioning at the time of ticket purchase to deter those trying to present pets as service or support animals, perhaps in part to avoid the travel charge of $100 or more they'd otherwise face. I'm not sure how big an effect it would have, but it keeps the honest people honest, said Janine Stanley, the Consumer Relations Coordinator for the Guide Dog Foundation for the Blind and America's Fed Dogs, who co-chaired the committee and praised Delta's revised rules. The National Alliance on Mental Illness wanted any requirements to apply across the board to both service and support animals, said Angela Kimball, its National, National Director of Advocacy and Public Policy, who called the negotiations so politically fraught. But the group did not want changes to create undue burdens that could prevent people with disabilities from travelling. Obtaining a letter from a mental health professional can be expensive and time-consuming, Kimball noted. 
Under current regulations, there's a disparate response to emotional support animals, and we think that it's essentially a form of discrimination against a set of disabilities that are, that are not visible, she said. Any time you marginalise or create different conditions for a set of people, it's very disconcerting and stigmatising. Spoken. Delta's new requirements, which take effect March 1st, retain those distinctions. Passengers with trained service animals will need to submit a veterinary health form at least 48 hours before travel to the airline's new service animal support desk. Customers with emotional support animals or psychiatric service animals must do the same, but also must, prov must provide a letter from a doctor or mental health professional and a signed document saying the animal is trained to behave in public. Delta also recently expanded its list of prohibited animals uh, or prohibited critters, including farm poultry, hedgehogs, and anything with tusks. So uh, pit bulls are okay, but hedgehogs are going way too far. The rise in emotional support animals was, co uh, was coincided with, the growing public, with growing publicity on the mental health benefits of pets, an idea researchers is saying is poorly sub substantiated through studies but, which, but widely embraced the public. Many owners say they, like service animal users, greatly depend on their uh, emotional support animals and face undue suspicions uh, because of fakers. This reading was brought to you by Creative Digital Animators. You can hire any one of them to illustrate the story you've heard. Or you go to the Washington Post where Karen Brouillard wrote this article on January 22nd, WashingtonPost.com. Democracy dies in darkness. And you would never have heard about this duck or the pit bulls or the Labrador unless you tuned into Pen and Pixel on all good, on all good networks. Search for Pen and Pixel Create on your podcatcher, and you can get more stories like this one. Thank you. Bye. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.